Hello, and welcome to Fantasy Talk Show, a place where heroes come to tell their stories. Our guest today is Xander Huntsman, a half-elf member of the Bums of Greenest. In this interview, we talk about how he got to be one of the Bums of Greenest, where the last name of Huntsman came from, what his time in the Feywild taught him, and what his idyllic future looks like. So, without further ado, Xander, welcome to Fantasy Talk Show. Thank you for having me. I'd like to start by asking you a little bit about who you are and the world that you come from. Uh, yes, um, I am originally from a small village uh, in the south of the Sword Coast called Quiet Clearing, though it's probably no longer on the map. Oh yeah, why would that be? Uh, well, a few years back, almost 10 years now, my village was attacked. And as far as I know, I'm the only survivor. Oh, if you don't mind uh, me going into that a little bit, who would attack your village? What was the motive there? I wouldn't find out until a little while after, but it was a man, a Goliath named Cain, calls himself the Unbeatable. Cain the Unbeatable. Yes, uh, he's very proud. He was a new chieftain of his clan at the time and wanted to show his strength to all of the non-believers. So he devised a plan to go around to smaller villages that couldn't really defend themselves and offer them protection from different wild animals and beasts. It was only for show if the village declined, he would actually send the beasts in in order to cause chaos in the village. And then his clan would come and kill any survivors that they found. So you guys weren't the only target. This was a, this was a full sweeping event. Yes. This is his main motivation for compensation and money. He just raids smaller, weaker individuals who can't defend themselves. Is there any effort to stop him right now? The, it's hard to stop him as the clan is very nomadic. They don't have a central base. Mm. They're constantly on the move. Even I was with them for a time. They took me prisoner, though I never knew where we were or where we were going. So he could be anywhere. Interesting. So I heard a little bit about your past. What was it like fighting with the Goliaths? And more so, I, I know that they tried to force you from fighting beasts to fighting humanoids. Uh, and unfortunately, that's where uh, that's, I, I got left on that cliffhanger. Can you tell me a little bit about what that was like and how you moved forward from that? Um, yes, uh, it was very difficult. I had never taken a weapon up for defense, only just to learn from my grandfather and mainly just as hunting techniques, never meant to be a warrior. Um, when I was given the choice to stay and fight or let the animal take me, I couldn't give him the satisfaction of just not fighting. And I kept fighting. It's a time I'm not proud of, but when you're given a choice of life or death, you find a strength and you do do things you never thought possible. Yeah, that's really rough, man. I'm really sorry to 
Sorry to drudge that up, but I really appreciate your openness in talking about it. What happened after you got away? Shortly after, I was able to escape from help of a... I consider him a friend. I haven't ever asked if he considered the same, but Ongar, he was a young cleric in the Horde. He was charged with taking care of me, making sure I was always well enough to fight, to entertain the, the rest of the clan. He knew of a plan that surely would have meant my death, and he quote-unquote forgot that he left his key after he had chained me for the evening. I was able to escape to a small village after I don't even know how long I ran for. I ran until I couldn't any longer. It's where I found Hearts Founding. It was still a small village, but much bigger than my previous home. And that's where I was saved by Trussell. She was able to nurse me back to health. For a time, I was happy there. Moving on from my previous quarrel was a bit difficult, but she helped me through it. So it sounds like you found a nice, one might say found family in this new place. What caused you to move on from there? My past eventually caught up to me. Ah, I see. Cain's pride couldn't let a small half-elf who he had kept prisoner for 10 years just escape and not be forgotten. They tracked and tried to find any place I could have went, and Cain had given me a nickname when he first came upon me of Little Huntsman, as I was out of the village when he initially attacked, and he saw my tribute that I had brought back to the village, he started calling it his tribute because I was his huntsman now. And Trace told me that I should use that name for something better. I was born a bastard, so I never had a surname. So I took the name that he gave me and made it my own. So took I took the power away. Exactly. Well, Trace and I were to be wed, and others came through the village, speaking of Xander Huntsman to marry Trussell, and somehow Cain must have heard. He attacked my home once again in the night. I was able to make it out, but Trace, she wasn't. Oh, man. That's really rough, man. So I'm assuming... After the attack on the new village, it kind of put a bad taste in your mouth for staying in one spot, I would think. Yes. Um, it seemed growing roots wasn't a very good idea. So I took Trace for her rights to the nearest large settlement, something that would be harder for Cain to overwhelm. So it led me originally to the town of Greenest, where... Mm. I was tasked with just bringing a group of people from outside the city into safe passage into the city. And that night is when Greenest was attacked by the Cult of the Dragon. Goodness, attacks left and right. You just can't seem to catch a break. 
It seems to be my lot in life. I guess uh, the huntsman must continue to hunt. Exactly. Continue to go forward. So what path are you on right now? Who are you adventuring with? How did you meet your adventuring party? So like I said, that night the greenest was attacked. Oh, yeah. We were coming into the city the night before I met my first, I call her friend now, but that night she was someone who's just saved my life as I was attacked outside of my base camp waiting for them to arrive. I was attacked by three kobolds and I would have been overwhelmed if Micaiah hadn't come and able to lend aid that night. Um, the next morning, as we were making our way into the village, we saw the town was being sacked and we couldn't just stand idly by, uh, especially myself. I couldn't let another place that I called home just burn around me again. That's when, yeah. I, that's when I meant as we have come to call ourselves the Bombs of Greenest. Oh, that's cute. I like that. Yes. Um, we're just everyday people trying to do what we think is right and help as many people as we can. So do you guys kind of home base in Greenest or do you travel around and just ping back and forth? What's your real association with this new town? Um, we were able to defend it. And due to me being there, I was actually giving a home in the town of Greenest, though I haven't been back there since we left the next day. But currently we are working out of Waterdeep. We have a, a manor there. So we don't stay in one place for very long, but I would probably say Waterdeep is now my home. At least that's the only place that I can call a home right now. Right on. So who else is in this Bums of Greenest party and what are your relationships with them? Do you guys get along? Is there a little bit of maybe sibling-like con contention? Um, for the most part, we all get along pretty well, um, though we do sometimes have different ideas on how to conquer our problems. We respect each other's ideas and strengths. Probably my closest friend in the group is uh, Auric Firesong. He's a good lad, a bit aggressive at times, um, more of a hit with the sword first, ask questions later sort. Oh yes, those types. But he has a good heart. He means very well though he doesn't say it, he cares for everyone more than he lets on most of the time. And as I said before, uh, Micaiah, she is uh, another half-elf. I don't think I've met anyone with a more pure heart. She really, really is honest with people, and you really know where you stand with her. There's, there's no lies or hiding when she speaks to you. Oh, right on. Then we have, uh, as you've spoken with, uh, Erdnot Brewbottle. Oh, yeah, Erdnot. He is quite a character, very proud of his heritage. I'm currently learning from him his dwarven language. Uh, it's unlike any language I've ever heard before. But he also has very good instincts for battle. He's probably other than Alric, has the most experience as a warrior. We also have a few of our members who are taking care of personal business. We have uh, Avedon, 
she's a young tiefling sorceress, probably the most powerful mage I've ever seen. That's the second time I've heard that. Yeah, she is quite powerful, and I envy her free spirit. She soaks in life all around her, everything she experiences. She she just experiences it with such glee and happiness. It, it's truly nice to see someone like that. Then we have uh, we have Vidanya. She's a, a high elf, young by elf standards. She's only about a hundred or so. She is a fierce, fierce warrior. Uh, she's very quiet, but that is only to hide her her heart. Um, she's looking for her sister, but she is probably the greatest marksman I have ever met. She never misses anything that I've seen her try to put down. She frightens me. <laughs> Hopefully in a good way. Yes. She's on your side after all. Yes, I would not want to stand against her. So it sounds like you guys have had some time uh, as an adventuring party to kind of uh, get some stuff done, get some work done. Is there any particular adventure that sticks out to you as your favorite, the one that you had the most fun doing? Um, it's kind of hard to put it as fun, but there was this time when we were following the cult, trying to decipher what their goal was. They were responsible for sacking the city, taking gold and other valuable items, and they started moving all of these goods to a central location, but we weren't sure where until we discovered um, through a long, long trials, um, they were sending it to a uh, top Skyreach castle. It was a storm giant's home that they had commandeered. They took the soul of his beloved wife after she had passed. So they were using his home uh, for its ability to fly. Oh, wow. And basically, once we were in there, it was overwhelming being surrounded by that many enemies if they knew who we were. But we all came together and were able to make an alliance with the giant Blagathus, the king of his castle. We were able to form an alliance with him that we were able to overwhelm their forces and put a stop to them, at least temporarily, from continuing their pillaging and just destruction uh, everywhere they went. Wow, right on. Putting a stop to pillaging and destruction sounds like, uh, I mean, sounds noble to me. Yes, we may not always know what we're doing, but we are, we are trying the best we can. Yeah, you're being quite effective even in that. You know, and maybe maybe it's a little bit of projection, but I mean, it probably would have been nice if if your village had had some bums helping them out. Yes. I, I look at my time with the bums as truly uh, as horrible things that we come across. It, it, it's probably the best time in my life. Oh, that's nice. Uh, so assuming that all goes the way you want it, where do you see your next adventure taking you? Where do you see this path? Uh, I guess kind of what, what do you view as the end game in your adventuring story? You know, we've been going uh, 
pretty much day in and day out since we first started. I haven't really thought too much on that question before, but someday, perhaps if I make it to old age, I again would try, would like to try and find a small village like the one that I grew up in. Maybe some of my friends, when if they are happy with giving up the adventurer's life and perhaps just uh, sit by a fire at night with some good friends and reminisce of the days when we used to fight dragons and giants. I, I think I wouldn't mind a quiet life in the end, but who knows, there's always more people who need saving. So if this life lets me, um, I'll continue to save people as long as I can. If you do find that small village life, do you see yourself finding another partner or do you think that door is closed for you? I, for a while, thought it was closed. Um, no, recently, recently I had spent some time inside of the Feywild, uh, away from the party. I made an error as we were trying to retrieve an item mm. and I touched an orb and it teleported me to the Feywild away from the rest of the party. And I did meet someone. She is of Fey descent, so it's kind of hard to read them all the time. Ah, uh, yeah. But I, I believe she, she cared for me as much as I cared for her. But perhaps one day I can return and see if... If I was just there for her amusement or if she truly cared, I, I don't know for sure if I'll ever make my way back there, but if I do, perhaps I will. Yeah, the Fae are definitely known for being a tricky bunch, that's for sure, but I hope it was genuine. So do I. She told me a lot of things about myself that I never even thought was possible. Would you mind going into some of those or are they a little too personal? Um, some things uh, are personal, but um, she, she taught me to look beyond the past for who I am. She let me know that I was, <laughs> seeing as I am half-elf, I was raised as human. My mother was human, my grandfather was human, and uh, I mentioned I was a bastard. I mm -hmm. never knew who my father was. The reason that I went to the Feywild when I made my mistake is it's actually my my plane that I was born on. My father was from the Feywild. Oh, wow. And she taught me some things of my elvish side that I never would have known had I not made that mistake. It, she told me that mistakes aren't always bad. Sometimes a mistake can bring something good. And if I hadn't made that mistake, I would not know that my father was in Aladrin. I would not know that he was a member of the summer court in the Feywild. It's, it's strange how things in life that I took as a negative have actually become a positive. It, for instance, if I was not born a bastard, that night in quiet clearing, I would not have been out hunting at the time that Cain attacked. If I wasn't 
in Hart's founding that night when Cain attacked, which led me to Greenest, I would not have been there to meet the other bombs that night. It's kind of a double-edged sword, something that brings pain doesn't always keep the pain. Sometimes an initial jolt can bring on good things in the end. Wow, that's great. So uh, unlike the Fae to inspire, but I'm, I'm glad she did. Yes, she, uh, she is unlike anyone I've ever met. She, uh, <laughs> and the, you know, the summer court, that's good news. Yes. Um, luckily she was able to protect me from the other Fae. She would probably not like me to say her name, but it was, it was Queen Titania. Ooh, Queen Titania. Well, you, you swing for the fences, don't you? Uh, it, it was actually because of her that I survived there. And I, I think at first she was just fascinated with me. But I feel as though we grew close over the time that I was there. And does she seem like the kind of person that would be fine going to a village and spending the last leg of at least your life in, in kind of a quiet town life? As much as I like that idea, uh, she is very much dedicated to her people. Uh, she would never leave her court behind, especially to leave Oberyn in charge. She would not like that. <laughs> well, right on. Uh, thank you for opening up. Thank you for sharing. I think that concludes everything that I had. Uh, do you have any parting wisdom or anything? Um, just because bad things happen does not mean that good things cannot come of them. Nice. Yeah, those are great words to end on. Well, thank you, Zan. I appreciate your time and good luck on the rest of your adventures. Thank you very much for having me. Thank you for listening to my interview with Zan. He's a character from the mind of Patrick Barbrick using the Dungeons & Dragons 5th edition system as well as a player character for the Nat 30s. If you enjoyed hearing about these adventures and want to experience more, go follow the Nat 30s Twitter page at twitter.com nat30s. And especially check out the Nat 30s on Twitch at twitch.tv slash thenat30s. Patrick appears as Zan on Sundays at around 6.30pm Pacific Time, which is the game that Izzy from a previous episode DMs, but the whole crew streams several days a week, including a Tuesday stream in which Patrick plays a completely different character. Make sure to tune in, give them a follow, and interact with them live on stream. I've continued to pop in on them, and it continues to be just so much fun. Patrick would also like to give a shout out to the organization Stand Up To Cancer. Stand Up To Cancer's mission is to raise funds to accelerate the pace of groundbreaking translational research that can get new therapies to patients quickly and save lives now. I would encourage you to learn more about this organization and possibly donate if you can at standuptocancer.org. As always, make sure to check out the podcast description for all of the mentioned content links. Thank you to Josiah Piles for the cover art and to Kylan Small for the intro and outro music of the podcast. Please check out the links in the podcast description for more of their content. If you're enjoying the podcast, please subscribe so you don't miss future episodes. And if you'd like to connect with me or other like-minded adventurers, join the Fantasy Talk Show Discord. You can join by clicking the link in the description. Also, check out my Facebook page at facebook.com slash fantasy talk show or my Twitter page at twitter.com slash fantasy pod show. Talk to you soon.